0: hello and welcome to professional disaster my name is matt norman and i'm will Heepner. And this is the podcast where we ask each other questions and we try to answer them. Because even though we're supposedly professionals, we're still basically disasters. Something like that. <laughs> I want to thank you guys, everybody, for listening. Thank you for your feedback, for your kind words. If you'd like to get in touch with us and ask us a question or give us some feedback, you should email us at profdisaster2023 at gmail.com.
1: And I just want to say we would love for you to get in touch with us because we want to hear what you have to say and so far we've had a couple really really good ideas come from uh, people that say hey you should ask this question as your warm-up question which actually today's warm-up question is sponsored by my daughter so <laughs> there you go Perfect. Yes. yeah I also want to say we had something pretty cool happen
0: mm.
1: and maybe maybe you don't think this is as cool as I do but This week, at some point, I don't know when, because I didn't check the analytics on this, but at some point, we got a listener, an international listener. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Somebody from Canada. We're global, (laughs) baby. I know Canada's not that far away, but (laughs) it just feels special. So I don't know who it is out there in Canada listening to us. We love you.
0: We love you. We love everybody. Don't get don't get it wrong. We love the rest of you guys too. Wow. Yeah,
1: if you're if you're oh, listening. Yeah. yeah. Way to screw that up, Will. You're welcome.
0: I we'll edit this out in post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good.
1: All right, are we are we ready to jump into warm up question? Do we have anything else we need to take care of?
0: I think we're we're good with the business. Now let's get down to other business.
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, Matt. This is the question. Mm-hmm. And I thought it fit great with where we're going for the question of the pod. The question is this. If you can go on vacation anywhere mm-hmm. and money is not a problem, where are you going? What are you doing? And and I, I want to add that into the question because I know that there's a lot of people out there that talk about this. Whether or not you're a vacation person where you, you don't want to do anything at all. You just want to like go to the beach and do nothing or yeah. whether or not you want to go somewhere where there's like stuff you can do or maybe mm-hmm. maybe you're a mixture of both mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. yes yeah, so it's a it's a great question great question from your daughter you know in like twenty years when she and Jeff are hosting this podcast instead of us, I think <laughs> that. Uh I think they're, they're going to be well set up for uh, coming up with great stuff here. Um, but <laughs> my answer to the question, and I don't know, I hope this doesn't accidentally take uh, a possible choice of yours, but it's it's, uh, it's the wonderful uh, country of Ireland. Um,
1: oh, I, I, no. I mean, that's fun, but that's not where I'm going. Okay,
0: okay. Uh, I, I know that that's a place that has significance for you and your family, but I wasn't yeah. sure if, uh, if that would. it. But I am uh, – I've been entranced with just the the the, the incredible um, country, the island of, of Ireland. Or I know it's not the entire island, but but that part yeah. in particular, just because of the you know the culture that's there, the, the the beautiful countryside right outside those those you know picturesque rolling green hills, and mm. it's just got a lot of amazing history. It's got a lot of interesting you know kind of. Um, storytelling some mythology that's there that's a little less known it's it's not too far away it's kind of connected to some of the other pieces that i i really like uh of like norse mythology and some of that too but celtic mythology is really cool yeah, that celtic cool. culture is is a blast so i'm, I'm going to be straight with you and say ireland although i did originally have written in my notes staycation I
1: just- stay mm-hmm. i just want i just want time at home now is that with or without children <laughs> Because nope. I I did read this funny thing that said, if you're a parent, there is no such thing as vacation. It's just watching your kids in a different city.
0: <laughs> feels very real. Yes, yes, I would agree.
1: No, well, yeah, I. What I, do you think? I'm I'm with you on that one. I, my dad lived in Ireland for a couple of years, so I've always kind of wanted to to go with him. So that's kind of on the on the bucket list. But if money is no object, I'm I'm kind of doing a twofer here. And not? that's not yeah. really fair, but it's one of those things that makes, it's going to make sense because usually when people do one, they do both. And that is New Zealand and Australia.
0: Okay. Yes. That's I
1: want to go to New Zealand because I want to go to the Shire. Uh-huh. So desperately bad. And for those of you out there listening that you have no idea what I'm talking about, there's a movie out there called Lord of the Rings based off of a book series by J.R.R. Tolkien. And we've talked about him before because yes. he's amazing. And they have, the area that they filmed the movie, they turned it into like a tourist attraction. And you can also, uh, first of all, New Zealand is beautiful, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they also have a a place there called Weta workshop, which is like where they made all the swords and prosthetics and all that stuff for the movie. And that would like, my family would probably be like, this is the worst experience (laughs) (laughs) ever. But I would be like, I you know I I just be, I'd be taking pictures and I soaking it. it in and all I love it so that. much yes uh, the the part that they would love I do want to go to Australia too because I another bucket list thing for me is to go to the the, the Steve Irwin Zoo mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to try to see his family although that would be awesome yeah if cool. you got to meet if you get to meet anybody from the family but just to go to that zoo and take pictures and I mean. Man, it's just Australia.
0: That's pretty good. Cool. I mean,
1: you might die. Yeah. Because there's like fifty species of animals on that island that can kill you. But yeah, you know, it's totally worth it to, to go to the zoo.
0: Oh man, that is a great choice. Um the New Zealand piece in particular was one I didn't think about, though, like you said, I can only imagine the just sheer boredom that oh. my wife and children <laughs> would feel as I'm geeking out about going through Hobbiton and all of these different places. Yep. And, you know, I'm like, don't you see that's Narsal? You know, that's Narsal right there. We got to, <laughs> it's like, do you know what this represents? And it's like, I don't know.
1: In, in a couple of years, Sam might be an age where some of those swords, he's like, this is
0: awesome. I hope so. I hope so. That'll be a real treat to, to yeah. kind of get to introduce uh, them to, to that. Because, I mean, it's it's incredible I mean, we, like you said, we've talked about it. It's incredible storytelling. I mean, there's yeah. just some amazing stuff there. Before we move off of this question, I did do just – I did a little bit of research, which we don't usually do for oh, our one-on-one nice. question. But I was just kind of curious. Okay, money, no object. What are some of the most expensive vacations you can possibly Ooh. take? And so I found this, I'm sure, very legitimate uh, top ten list. I'll just – I'll mention the the number one. And it says a uh, – it's called the White Desert Luxury Retreat to Antarctica at a price of $195,000. That sounds terrible. 24-hour trip includes a five-hour private jet flight from Cape Town, South Africa, eight hours of exploration in the greatest white wilderness of our planet with a private professional guide, and a gourmet dinner prepared by an award-winning chef, and last but not least, this is what the copy says, champagne. So I'm like... Oh, wow. what? Yeah. A, what a, it feels... It feels strange to me. Those feel like two odd pieces to stick together. It's like, yes, this wilderness exploration, and then what? They've got some sort of, like, hotel set up there in N.A.R. It's, it's <laughs> just,
1: that strange. But it's just funny to me because most of the time, for people like us that live in a place where we have seasons. Yes. Most people think about going somewhere that's not yeah. freaking butt cold. Yeah. So, like. <laughs> Like, that sounds horrible <laughs> to me. Can you imagine? Two, almost $200,000. And on top of that. <laughs> that a 24-hour thing. Yeah. Does that include your, like, a coat? Yeah,
0: that's a good question. Probably not. Probably
1: like, Because that's like a place that's so cold that you need, like, a thermal, like, yeah. nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting like, the, travel coat. Like, you're
0: doubling the size of your body with, with jackets and stuff yeah, like that. It's got to be super thick, yeah. Well, I'm never
1: buying that. I'm no, yeah. never wearing that again. <laughs> that's true. A waste of money. But I guess if, if money's no object, what do you mean? Yeah.
0: I can just imagine them, you know, they go through the coldest temperature in the entire world, right? And then they go inside and they, they have an award winning chef <laughs> yeah, just that's... hanging out there too and <laughs> sipping champagne. That feels like you're thumbing your nose at God a little bit there too. It's what like we're, it? we're enjoying the finer things of life here. Very strange. And and what
1: what what did that chef do? Somewhere where he's been so ostracized that he's not accepted anywhere yeah. else. Like, there's no one. Uh, there's no way a chef is choosing that. Yeah, like,
0: exactly. Like, what's the job application process for that too? <laughs> like, you posting that on indeed.com? Yeah. <laughs> like, gourmet Like,
1: I chef. would really <laughs> like to be a gourmet chef in Antarctica. <laughs> We've got just the perfect job. Yeah, oh my and goodness. you're only dealing with people that got lots of money. So. <laughs> I don't, that sounds that sounds
0: terrible yeah i can't imagine i can't imagine i can't imagine first of all being in a position where i'm like yeah that seems like a legitimate option for our vacation yeah. and then thinking that that's desirable enough to uh and
1: especially if that's that. if it's that price per person yeah right, right holy right, right. cow I can't imagine. it's like yeah i want to waste this i mean c- thinking about a wasting like an experience on you know your children where it's like they're not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna remember this they're gonna hate this and you, Can you paid. Imagine? You paid how much money for them to have the worst time
0: of their life, Samuel? This cost two hundred thousand dollars for you. You, you sit down and enjoy you enjoy it. it yeah. You go play in that snow. <laughs> <laughs> that forty-five
1: degree below zero snow out there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The only way that's the only way that's even somewhat doable for me is that if they're like, hey, if you ever? I don't know if you've seen those movies. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of one that has one. Uh, the National Treasure. Mm-hmm. Where they're on like those? Oh yeah, yeah It's yeah. not just like a snowmobile; it's like a snow it's tank. tank yes, oh, if yes, they're yes, like, hey, for, like for this much money, you like, get in a snow tank yeah. and you go wherever you want to. Okay,
0: that was a cool part of that. Movie.
1: I'm in, yeah, yeah, I'm in,
0: I'm in. Yeah, but
1: I'm also not that rich, so never happening. So <laughs>
0: it's not happening. <laughs> That's no, life. No. Well, hey, that was a great, uh, great warm up question. Like I said, great choice uh, from your daughter because it it really does shift us into this idea of what our uh, kind of question of the pod is this idea about how we find rest and vacation is sometimes a good way to disconnect from things and enjoy rest but just the everyday grind that comes from that balance between busyness and rest is really 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 tough it's really tough for us to figure out how to do so I'm going to ask you this question of the pod here once I get to it okay there it is
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness! Good thing you wore your glasses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, guys. Okay, so, Will, the question of the pod—it's it, kind of a two-parter because we there are a lot of different ways we can take this. So, the question is: Why does it become so hard sometimes to find that balance between busyness and rest? We'll start there. What, what do you think,
1: man? Because there's there's so much there's so much to do.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Yes. Yes. Yes
1: deadlines and 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 sometimes it's not even like work deadlines it's just like your personal deadlines like what you want to get done and trying to take advantage of the time that you have I mean there's there's so much time of our days that are so filled with different levels of things that we have to do you know I'm, I appreciate my boss you know telling me all the time that you you really ought to take a look at all the things that you're doing mm-hmm. and how how much of it is stuff that somebody else could do. And if somebody else can do it, maybe somebody else should be doing Mm -hmm, it so that you can do the things that only you can do. And I think sorting through that is really, really difficult. I think that's kind of the, the, the business side of it. I I wrote down a lot of things that I think play into that. Yeah. And I would love to see if one of these kind of triggers, triggers a thought in you. One, I I think that our business is often related to shame. Hmm. In the sense of like, I need to accomplish a certain amount of stuff mm-hmm. uh, in order not to f- like, like, I don't know if you've done this, but sometimes like just taking a break, like if you have vacation or if you have, you you know, you take a personal day or, or whatever it is, it's hard for me to just be still. Yes. yes. Like I get so amped up. Like I just, I, I'm one of those people that like, I either need a schedule or I need nothing. Those mm-hmm. are like the two options. I can do nothing or I can, or you can tell me what we are doing and I can do it. Yeah. But if, if, if I don't have a plan, I just get sucked into nothingness. And sometimes that's okay, but there's a lot of times that nothingness just makes me feel guilty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I, I should be accomplishing something right now. Like and, and, and sometimes I think that that's the, the balance between these two is that you don't, always need to be accomplishing something, but sometimes it's, it's about money. Someone's like these things I have to get done because I have to get paid because if I don't get paid, then my family doesn't eat. Like there's, there's just so much pressure there to do well at work and to perform well at work and to go up that ladder. Because if you go up the ladder, then you make more money and then, then you can have more things. And, and we definitely live in a culture where people even get trapped into, here I have all these things, and so I, I'm stuck at this job because I can't afford to do something else. Because I've worked my way into a position where I have to make this amount of money in order to pay for the car and the boat and the, and and even if you're not like that, it might just be a credit card that you got to pay off, or or you know who knows what, or even just I mean, right now in the <laughs> the culture we're living in, you got to have a work. 40 hours just mm-hmm. to get money to buy groceries right yeah. now. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's Grocery, outrageous, is,
0: but it, it's all really I, high. I,
1: I would say for, for me, probably the one thing that I came back to is just how a lot of that goes back to communicating how I feel about how valuable I am.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like deep down, like personal for me, like when I accomplish things, I feel good about myself. Like even like mowing the lawn, mm-hmm. like there's mm-hmm. just something about, being done and like seeing the work that you've done. Yeah. It feels good. And I think that if we're not careful, it, that becomes like we become so task oriented and the more tasks that I complete, the better I feel about myself. It's true. But to me, you lose sight of maybe some other tasks that are just as important that maybe get pushed to the side, like being a good dad, being a good husband. Yeah. Some of those things. And The other side of that is, is that then you, man, if, if you get so busy, then, and you can't function to your best ability and you're not taking the rest that you need, then you're less productive. Yeah. And so now you're working harder because you have, so man, it it is so far, I mean, so hard to, to find that balance.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things that you said there, well, actually, I mean, a lot of stuff that you said there, I, I, I had jotted down, or I've been kind of musing over a little bit, but but just kind of unpacking that idea a little bit about, like, we get, and I'm extremely guilty of this, I mean, you know, you've seen it in, in me, you know, many times, you know, I, I am... I am kind of checklist oriented. I love to-do lists and I love I love being able to cross them off. It's just one of those things that does kind of give me a certain amount of direction. Every day at the beginning of the day, I make a to-do list of what I want to accomplish. And to your point, there are certain things that are very easy to quantify and it feels good to do them. And then there are things that are a little bit more about quality time or maybe a little bit more relational or, or whatever it might be that you're not exactly going to be able to put onto a to-do list unless you're a psychopath. right so i'm not necessarily going to say spend five minutes of quality time talking with my son right (laughs) and then check that off on my list um i mean i guess you could but again, i think that would be kind of insane
1: yeah because it kind of feels cold (laughs) yeah exactly
0: exactly i don't really want to do this but i need to do it so you know it it could definitely you know bring your entire life down into this almost kind of mechanical um experience right you know i thought you were going to say
1: bowl Oh, man. I mean, that's, I mean, I really, Busy. I mean, it's, it's, I was just trying to make a joke, but I mean, the, that's the chaos the balance, of it. The balance of, yeah,
0: of busyness versus yeah. rest. Yeah. Try not know, to get like, thrown off. Yeah. You get thrown off, you land on the ground. It's like, finally, I can rest. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's because you ate your head and you're passed out. Uh, you know, you know, actually, that leads me to a thought. Yeah. That a great quote, and I'd love to get your, your opinion on this. I saw this and I loved it. And it just said that if, if you don't take time, for your um hold on i i'm I'm trying to piece this together because i don't want to screw it up because it's a Mm -hmm. great quote but basically what it's saying is is that if if you don't take time for oh yeah that it is if you don't take time for your wellness you'll be forced to take time for your illness
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i i think that's exactly right and and you know this this is true for everybody, don't get me wrong, but I, I think that there's something in particular about um, our jobs where, you know, it's very easy in education or in ministry that if you don't accomplish something within a certain time frame, that Peace doesn't go away so yeah. it's kind of like you're're you you're kind of trapped in a way because you know it, if, if you can't get it done during like let's say working hours you know whatever those might be then you almost are kind of forced to take it home with yeah. you and yeah. then that cuts in and it goes very much along with what you were saying then that cuts into your night and then probably cuts into your night of sleep which then means you're waking up a little bit groggier a little less you know mentally or whatever uh put together which means it's cutting into the next day and then it's cutting into your weekend or, or whatever your your, you know kind of scheduled time where you would like to rest is and that that's again that's just hurting your ability to be able to do the work that you want to do uh, in the long run because you're not getting that chance to disconnect and then rest and recharge so I think that idea about being really protective of those times to the extent that you can be is vital that doesn't mean it's easy to do but it is something where we just have to you know i I another thing that you said earlier that really struck me and, and maybe I'm um kind of uh, uh, killing myself a little bit here because I'm giving up all of my possible final thoughts, <laughs> but, <laughs> but just this idea that um, we have, uh, oh shoot, what was I going to say? Oh my goodness, this is terrible. <laughs>
1: we're, we're, we're doing it up today. Man. We're in rare form as far as this goes.
0: Oh, what was I going to say?
1: Well, maybe, maybe I'll, Sparkyum. Yeah, please. Spark away. spark, Sparky. (laughs) You can just call me Sparky. Sorry. Uh, One of the things that I was thinking of when you were talking is that I think that there are so many of us that struggle with what is looming overhead. And so it's hard to rest if something's not completed. Mm -hmm. And so... Mm -hmm. Like yep, yep, yep. you almost have to take it home because, you're like, I I can't rest until I get this done. Yeah, because it's all I can think about, and and I don't know if there's ways around that. What I thought of is that it it probably means we really need to find ways to be more productive, and yes. maybe even ways to find micro rest, in the sense of like small breaks, or even just like when I write sermons, it's it's a sometimes I get forced to sit down and do a lot at a time. I really don't like to do that though, because Mm -hmm. I feel like the longer I do it, the harder it is for me to write Mm because my brain just turns into mush. So I really like to take, you know, work a half a day Friday and half a day Saturday, even though, you know, it would probably be more efficient for me to just work one whole day and get it all done. But my brain just doesn't work like that. And so I, I have to, I have to put in, you know, pieces of rest, but even like, you know, power naps and different stuff like that. It, it just, I wonder if there's ways that we can get to rest where we can kind of power through and get something completed where we're not like taking a whole day of rest yeah. where we can't because here we have this deadline and I'm stressed and I can't rest because like, I'm just like on edge.
0: Yeah, I think that's really smart. There are two books that I've read that kind of talk about this idea, um, um really, really well. One is a book that I I really recommend. I recommend it to all of my uh, uh, staff and the you know any any educator really. Um, but but really just about anybody that's in in kind of a job where you have a lot of different kind of like varied tasks and you can get kind of distracted by things pretty easily. But it's a book called Deep Work, and it's by this guy named Cal Newport. And his whole idea is the kind of the theory behind his book is that you know w- our minds are really capable of entering into the state of deep work and then doing work in a very thoughtful and efficient way. The problem is, is that they're they're really designed to just kind of stay focused on one particular task. And whenever they get off track due to, you know, the, the myriad of things that can pop up through notifications like text messages or, you know, uh, the inclination to check email or social media or something like that, it actually takes somewhere between five to six minutes to kind of get back on track back to your task. Now, that's not a bad thing if it's like you were saying where it's like, okay, I've, I've accomplished something and I need to Give my brain a little bit of a break, but if it's something where it's an interruption when you're in the middle of something, yeah. that can add an extra five or ten minutes. Like every single time it happens. Like if, if you are in a session, and this happens with me all the time. Let's say I'm taking two hours and I need to plan out a class. I need to plan it out from beginning to end. Just just every aspect of it, the activities, what I'm going to share, you know, prepare my materials for it, and everything like that. That's fine. But if I'm getting a lot of texts or something during that time, let's say I get five or six or seven text messages that adds on somewhere around an extra half hour of time where I'm just kind of being like, okay, where was I? Or I'm thinking yeah. about the text that I just got and my mind is still kind of lingering on that. That's, you know, it's just this cool kind of cognitive science that that it talks about there. And so then, yeah, that creates a situation where it's like we're just not as kind of productive or efficient as we possibly can be. The other book that I would just say real quick, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to dominate, no, no, but you're you're but uh, it really speaks to what you were talking about is this great book called Win, And I can't remember... Can't remember who wrote it. I'll have to find that later. Maybe we'll put it uh, in the in the show notes or something like that on the on the podcast app. But um, but it's this great book that kind of talks about, hey, the more that you can figure out the productivity time frame that works for you. And it's just like what you were describing somebody from the outside might say, Hey, why don't you just write that whole sermon in like one day, then you don't have to worry about the next day. But you know, just from having the experience of doing this, yeah, it might seem a little weird, but I seem to do work better if I split it up and I give myself, you know, a a half day where I, I just don't have to force myself to write it. Yeah. I'm more efficient in that way. And sometimes we don't now, Sometimes we can't, you know, we're, we're yeah. stuck in a situation where it's like, this is got to get done. Yeah. My boss is making me do it or <laughs> um, I've run out of time because I procrastinated too much mm. or something like that. But when you have that opportunity, you know, embracing that and not kind of going like, OK, I know I shouldn't work on this in this time frame or something like that. I know it looks like I'm being just embracing it, you know, and, and yeah. accepting that and realizing I'm at my best when I do work in this style.
1: Yeah, and, and some of that I think that we we just have to get over, like, other people's expectations.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I really, the, the, the boss that I worked for uh, last in Oklahoma City, it, I really appreciated his mentality. It worked well for me. I understand that this may not work well for everybody else, but his mentality was, I don't care when you're here
0: mm-hmm. as
1: long as your job's getting done. And that helped me a lot because I... One, I wasn't feel like I was being micromanaged, but mm-hmm. I I could do work when I needed to do work. And if I was, as a youth pastor, if I was going to spend a ton of time out with kids doing this and doing that, then I didn't necessarily need to be in the office for so many hours. And, and I feel that same way. Now, Now I mean, I'm, at, I'm at the top, so I'm mean, going to have to answer to the board, but the board mm-hmm. doesn't really get in the weeds of something like this, but... You know, somebody might look at my schedule and say, "Well, Will wasn't here this day and this day and this day." It's like, listen, if you really want to go through how many hours I worked this week, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, (laughs) because there's, like you said, there's, there's a lot of that stuff that's, that's not considered. You don't, you don't think about, you know, sermon prep and thinking and brainstorming and you know, all, all these different things that you do, and finding a way that works best for you. And once you find that rhythm. I think that it's easier to insert rest into that rhythm once you kind of have, okay, I know that it takes, usually takes this long. And I think when we get thrown out of those rhythms, that's when the stress comes in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But stress doesn't really help anything at all. Yeah. And I think that I always got to come back to, okay, here's, here's my deadline. I got to trust. I've never missed a deadline before. And I've got to trust that, that, god is going to see me through if i'm willing to put in the the, you know the work the work and the effort but i i think that putting our best foot forward and not waiting for the last minute on some things yeah makes it because i i think that's what's dangerous and that's what i had to learn not to do because i was kind of early in in ministry i was kind of wing it Mm because i could I, I didn't necessarily need to be prepared because winging it worked out pretty well for me. But what I didn't realize is that I was making life harder for me.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And then I got into this mode where I was preparing. And, and, and even now I, I try to have, you know, a, a year or beyond of sermon series ready so that like it takes tremendous amounts of stress off, off mm-hmm. of me because I'm prepared. I know where I'm going next. I know what needs to be done And so I think working ahead and doing some of those things in, in those free time moments, because I think most of us have jobs that are seasonal Mm -hmm. and I don't mean seasonal in the sense that you work here and you like a teacher.
0: No, I think that's, but like
1: you have your busy seasons and you have your, your not so busy. I mean, there, there's a running joke that's like, you know, being an adult is saying that for the rest of your life next week's not going to be
0: <laughs> I had that exact <laughs> joke written down in my notes you're exactly right yeah yeah yeah
1: but you know how how do you find those those rhythms where you give your yourself an opportunity to rest because if you're always running around with a chicken with your head cut off yeah you're just you're you're trying to manage chaos
0: i think there's something that you said in there too that i think is really important and it's kind of it's a little bit hard to hear right but you know i think most professions you're exactly right they have their busy seasons right if you're in um if you're in education you have this academic year that it feels like okay i i'll, I'll go i'll go hard from august until may and then you know i can rest during the summer. Um, if you're in like finance or, or something like that, then, you know, the first, you know, several months of the year is, is really crazy with like tax time and stuff yeah. like that. If you're in business, then you've got like the fiscal year end in the middle of summer and stuff. like You know, there are always these kind of like just crazy seasons in there. And so we can kind of accidentally, I don't know, trick ourselves, lie to ourselves a little bit and say, yeah, I know I'm, I'm working too hard too much here but if we're not careful if we don't protect ourselves once we get through that season we don't really take the time to scale it back right you know it's kind of like on to the next thing and before you know it, you've accidentally hit burnout there you know you're you're just going hard going hard going hard and it's just You know, it's too much. It's too much for any person to bear. So I think it's really important to take stock and like, you know, ask yourself that question. Okay, have I said to myself, well, I've just got to get through next week and then everything's going to be okay." you know, or it should let up a little bit because I know I've done that. I, I did that very much uh, starting in April, I think it was. If I can just get through April, I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's the end of the semester in the middle of May. And I was like, well, but I've got this thing that I'm working on. But once I can get past that, and then boom, it's the middle of July as we're recording this semester starts in August, and yeah. then it's go, go, go. My <laughs> summer's over, you know. And, and so you can't just wait for that to, to wrap up.
1: And know? to your point, some of that goes back and forth from like working home stuff too, because it's yeah. like... Okay, here I have this week where I'm not preaching, and I I have uh, potentially more time, and then it's like okay, all the stuff that you've let, like kind of that you've gotten away from. Yeah, it's like okay, here's your opportunity to get all this stuff done. Yeah, and sometimes that you know it can be home stuff. It, you know, you know there's like parts of your week where like, well I, I need to do this, but if you know it's gonna rain tomorrow, so I've like I have to mow to like yeah right like right, there's right. just so much like there's I think your life will always fill itself up yeah and I think that we have to decide what's most important and I think for me that maybe that's a silly example but there's sometimes we're like you know what I don't care what my grass looks like Mm -hmm. I will get it cut in the next week or so Mm -hmm. and I know that it looks bad but I I cannot push myself I I have to find rest and and I think this is a good time to kind of for us to transition and and think more on that the back half of that part is mm-hmm. lean in more about rest and, and what does that look like and and matt do you feel like you've found in your life effective rhythms of rest because <laughs> well i don't I, the answer is no for me ultimately <laughs> the answer is
0: no but i i am willing We're to trying. explore it We're you trying. know and no the 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 truth of it is is that you know there are so many things that conceptually it's it's just like all, all this amazing advice that we've been sharing. Man, people are probably just <laughs> writing it all down and it's like, "Wait, I got to slow it down to 0.5 speed so that I don't miss anything." And I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry that we're just firing out so we'll rapidly. Just speak slow. We'll speak even slower. <laughs> but then you get into the situation of life where it's actually it, it's hard to enact it because of what you said, you know, because we have this immediate pressure and we're like, okay, well, I got to work on this now. And it kind of overrides our senses a little bit there, our common sense, perhaps. Um, and I think one thing you said earlier really struck me as being really important. And I think it's 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 kind of a something that allows us to have a better way to get into the rhythm of rest is to be as forward-looking as possible. Yeah. Because if you're really just thinking about, okay, I got to work really hard this week and then Things will be okay next week. That's 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 so unclear. That's so uh, you know, imprecise or whatever. That you know, next week is going to get filled up with all kinds yeah. of other stuff. But if you intentionally say, okay, I need to work really hard this week because next week I want to do whatever restful activity, yeah. whether it's a vacation or whether it's you know specifically taking time off or or you know whatever it looks like, then I think you give yourself certain kind of like structure with that. The other thing that comes from planning ahead, and I, I loved what you said about planning out your sermon series, is that just think about the the converse side, right? If you did not plan those things out, and then you go through a, an effective sermon series, you're like, man, yeah, that's great. And then you get, and then you've got this next one coming up, and you're like, man, I don't, I don't exactly know what I'm going to talk about during this yeah. day. Then you're scrambling, you know, whereas if you've planned things out, like you said, for almost up to a year, then inevitably, as you're just going through life, different things kind of pop into your mind and you're like, Oh, that's going to be really good for this series here. Same thing happens yeah. when I know what I'm going to teach in two months, I'm going to come across a video. I'm going to come across a teaching illustration. I'm going to come across an example or, or, yeah. or, or, or some sort of aid that, that I, mm-hmm. I'm just going to save and I'm going to put it there. And and then when it's time to do that lesson, I'm, I'm preparing myself, I'm helping and myself I, in I, the think, future. I
1: think a lot of people see preparation as something that kills creativity, but I, I, completely disagree with yeah, that yeah i think because of what you just said preparation is what allows me to be more creative i think it enhances it yes me. but yeah. yeah because if i know what i'm doing then i can get loose with mm-hmm. what i'm doing and i can get creative with it and and you know some people are like well how could you plan out a sermon series that's not how how could that be led by the holy spirit yes, and sure. it's like well first of all why can't the holy spirit be in my preparation <laughs> that's right but second of all I'm willing to change it if the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit leads me to. Uh, this is not set in stone. it's you know, it's just a guideline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with that guideline, it, it's helpful. There's something you said that I want to ask you. I I was sitting back as you were talking and, and I just had this thought, I wonder if that's why God gave us the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. not that not, not obviously not the the main reason, but I wonder if that's a part of it because God is saying, if you don't take an intentional day, a week. Okay. Yes. You're never gonna rest. Yes. So I want you to take a day every week. Don't don't say next week. Mm-hmm. Don't say when I get this done. No, you need one day every week yeah. where you're where you don't necessarily need to accomplish anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like maybe it's okay that you do. I mean, I think you can you can get into a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and, there are things. You know, Steph and I have talked a lot about how you know what is the purpose of the Sabbath and and. Maybe there's a part of that that is special family time for mm-hmm. quality time and to be together and and but I it just makes me wonder if if part of that is God says I understand you because I created mm-hmm. you and I know that if you don't intentionally take time to rest it's not going to happen.
0: It's a really good point. There's this element of that you know the, the <laughs> this kind of like knowing. Um, perspective right it's like you know you say that you it's important to rest but if i don't tell you to do it every single week are you really going to do it and of course you know we have the that direction from the bible and of course many people still don't do it you know Uh, even even you know we we try our best but inevitably things kind of pop up and unless we we you know strongly protect it Um, and that's a Again, life pops up. Sometimes it's a little bit harder to, to do that than other times. But but just that concept of rest and the idea that it needs to be built into your life um, is, is really important. Um, but I've been talking a lot about, what about you? Are there any strategies that you found to be really helpful for developing I, that rest rhythm?
1: I think going back and seeing how beneficial spending time with God and his word and in prayer and those things kind of relate to sabbath and relate to rest and and are so beneficial in my life and there's this this great uh parable that I've heard that, that talks about a guy that's cutting down trees and every day he cuts down less trees and you know eventually he goes to the foreman and says I don't know what's wrong with me and the foreman just says well when's the last time you sharpened your axe oh
0: okay yeah
1: and yep. just how like rest helps us become more effective. Mm -hmm. And so we think, well, I don't want to take this time to read the Bible. I don't want to take this time to pray because I don't really have this time to give to those things. Not understanding that when you spend that time in rest, that it actually makes you more effective. There's a great verse that says, um, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. I, I think that that's a little bit of the heart of that verse is, Seek God and then mm-hmm. God will help you accomplish what you need to accomplish. He'll give you, he'll be the strength in your weakness to to some degree. And so I, I think that as part of my rhythm of rest, there's almost a daily aspect of that where it needs to be centered in my relationship with Jesus Christ, with which which those things help me. But I will say that I think the biggest issue is for me and for a lot of people is that I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, outside of what I just talked about, I don't know what rest means. Mm-hmm. Like, do you mean literally lay at home and do nothing? Um, do you mean finding, like, hobbies of stuff that that give you energy and pour into you? You know, I love photography. I love going to the zoo, taking pictures of animals. Like, that gives me life, But it's not always restful. Sometimes it's hot walking around the zoo and carrying my camera like that. Like there's just so many different aspects of of what we we might consider rest or just activities that fill your cup. Mm -hmm. And I, I just don't know that it's there's a clear cut. This is what you can do to rest. Yeah. And I think that that's part of the issue. And I, cause I don't think that all of that is always going to be spiritual. I think the spiritual aspect of that is super, super important, but outside of that, what does it, what does it mean for your soul to be at ease, Mm -hmm. to be at rest and to just find rejuvenation and doesn't necessarily have to be like, okay, here's, here's, you need to read the Bible and when you read the Bible, this is your one chance to find something from the Holy Spirit or from yeah. God that's going to give you energy for the next day. And then, it, then it becomes like, like I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say that it is not good to become dependent or reliant on the Word of God. That it's beautiful, but it's almost like we're expecting, like, miracles to happen every time we yes. go, you know, before the Lord and those mm-hmm. things. And sometimes I think that. Hearing from God and and being affected by God comes through your rhythm of it, yeah, and your obedient obedience to it, and your consistency there. It doesn't always, it doesn't come every day, and it doesn't come right away. And I do think that that's a part of building rest. But as far as like the other things outside of the spiritual, I I think there are some things that are important. Like I mean, God said, don't work, mm-hmm. don't go out into the ground and till the ground. Don't you know? Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, Steph and I have talked about taking a day like Thursday, my day off and eating out Mm -hmm. and making sure that nobody's preparing food and Mm -hmm. we're not doing work. And and we really just are wrestling through that because I I think for a a lot of it, we just don't know what it looks like. Sure. And and to me, I guess I'll come back to you to to answer your question and say, I, I think it takes some level of us troubleshooting.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And trying to figure out. Okay, if I do feel rest and something really did work for me, like what happened?
0: Yeah, I think I think that's really smart to, to think about it in those terms because it's going to be different for each person, probably yeah. what it means. We've talked about this in the past because our jobs are very, you know, kind of cognitively demanding. Right. We're reading stuff. We're, we're writing stuff. We're, we're coming up with ideas and things like that. Sometimes the most restful thing for me to do is to do something with my hands. It might be working on something that needs to be fixed or built or something like that. Um, working yeah. with, you know, uh, you know, something in the garage or something like that which of course for somebody else might be just totally exhausting and grueling because you know that that aligns closer to what they do you know for the majority of their day or the majority of their week outside of that and they might need something that's a little more i don't know sedentary or just just restful you know physically in that way so like finding something to kind of complement or you know, kind of diversify your experience a little bit, just because you need, you need a change of pace. I think our bodies uh, physically, but also probably our minds in every aspect, crave just a balance of different levels of activity. And so finding that is probably a uh, uh, really critical. And of course, in terms of interest and attention and engagement too, because certainly if like, preparing meals or something like that as a source of like stress or, or something like that, then, then yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to kind of observe the Sabbath. Cause you don't want that kind of, you know, frustration or potential kind of like, not anxiety exactly, but just the, yeah. the, that borderline resentment of like, okay, I guess it's time to make dinner now to, to pop yeah. up on a day <laughs> where you want to rest. But then we know that, you know, in. with <laughs> We know many wonderful church ladies or whatever where that might be something that they, they just receive so much joy from the act of preparing food or yeah. something like that, that it, it's like you wouldn't want to take that away from them either and Correct. make their day seem like dry and lifeless. And
1: But at the same and, time, doing too much of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's the balance part, too. Of course, it's a a matter of degree, Um, you know. okay. and and this would be this would be very much true, right? Yes, I I would love to go out and work on like a a bookcase or something like that, something to hold my many uh, graphic novels or whatever. But if Tara was like, well, it's your day off and you said that you like doing this to rest. And so I want you to work on like these five projects and get them done you know, so that (laughs) you can get the rest that you need, Matt. And I I don't think that would work very well. Um, (laughs) I don't think she would ever do that either. But it's but yeah, absolutely. Well, too then, much. I've, now that she hears this, she might remember think, you
1: said on that I'm podcast like, that you you enjoy doing this. I'm kind of like I'm, I'm seeding, <laughs> you know, some some um,
0: uh, situations, some conversations that hopefully will not happen. Yeah. Uh, I know we're, we're we're running just a little bit. Uh, we're running towards the end of this segment, but I did have one other thought too. Yeah, um, And it's uh, and and this is another one that's really hard, but sometimes what we have to do as we kind of take stock of what is filling up our lives is we've got to get really comfortable with the idea of saying no to things too and being really protective of our time and attention when it comes to, you know, having a variety of options of very good things, you know, very worthwhile things, doing satisfying things potentially, but just kind of acknowledging, I don't think I'll have time to do that and do that well without it, you know, grinding me into paste. You know, it's funny if,
1: if you could look at a sheet of paper and say, okay, you can do 20 things in a mediocre way,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or you could do five things in a brilliant way. Yeah. What would you choose? Yeah, right. It's right, so right. easy for, I mean, in my mind, it's so easy to say, yeah, oh, well, I want to do five things brilliantly. Yeah. But we don't live that way. Yeah. Because the more I accomplish, the better. And sometimes that quantity inflates over the quality. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, it's good to find a balance in that, but yeah, you can get sucked into that vortex of just trying to complete and, and then it comes back to what's the point? Mm -hmm. What am I trying to, you know, and am I, am I willing to sacrifice the, the mediocre or the good for the great?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's and it's hard sometimes when you're dealing with other people, right? You know, when, when they're asking you to do something. And again, maybe you have uh, a friendship with them or maybe it's coming out of a context like like church or service in your community or something like that, where it's like, I mean, I don't want to be a bad guy and say no to helping out with this really worthwhile thing that's going on. Um, that, that happened relatively recently. Um, that might be one thing that I have started to do a little bit more than I used to. And that is just kind of, even though it's going to be awkward, kind. of have to say no I'm sorry I don't think I'll be able to help out with that yeah. I mean it's it was you know it was an opportunity that would that would assist with my you know with my kids and something that they're involved in and you know it it's it's kind of an interesting project to be involved in, but at the same time, I was just thinking about the schedule that Tara and I have, and I'm like,
1: there's no way we'd
0: be able to do it well. Yeah. And and like you said, I don't want to do something and really mess it up and make things worse for everybody in the long run, and to some people that might sound like an excuse, you're like, yeah, you're just saying that because you don't want to do it, but I, I mean it very seriously because it's just... I know I I've, I've come to understand my limits a little bit better as far as that goes, yeah. and I would just I would I would feel so horrible if because I was so kind of frazzled with everything else going on I wasn't I wasn't doing everything as best as I possibly could get, while giving myself a little bit of forgiveness for the occasional screw up. But if it gets too crazy, if you pack things up too much, you really kind of only have yourself to blame that too many things are falling through the cracks. Yeah. you know you have to take a look at that and say what's not working, and it might just be that there's too much. Yeah. That's hard to hard to do. But we we have
1: to learn to say those things. And and I think sometimes it is hard because there's those people in our lives that will try to guilt trip us into Yeah. <laughs> you know, you say no and then you end up saying <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 And I would say the one thing that I've learned that's really, really great in those moments is that whether or not you want to say no and somebody's not letting you say no, you say, well, let me process it. Mm-hmm. Let me Give me mm-hmm. time to think about it. And if you won't give me time to think about it, then it's a no. Yeah, yeah. And that way you can come back and, and say no. Or if you want to be disrespectful, you can just ghost them. <laughs>
0: Good, uh, good topic for us to discuss sometime is how do you handle, you know, tough conversations yeah. like that or, or when someone makes unreasonable requests or anything yeah. like that, you know, how do you, how do you kind of keep your cool or whatever? Cause I think you're exactly right. I've given myself a lot of freedom to say, okay, someone has sent me, um, a question, um, through text or an email or something like that. I'm not going to answer it right now. I'm going to wait until tomorrow to, yeah. to really think it through and yeah. figure out what I really believe or what I think about it. Um, but that's hard sometimes too. Uh, it, it, Amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to
1: transition to the most important question. Yes. And this week I, I wanted to ask if it's kind of a two two-parter here just to 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 paint the whole picture. But I was wondering if there's an obscure verse and what I mean by obscure is that it's just not it's a it's maybe a little less traditional, mm-hmm. not as Christian culture, not not a verse that you're used to hearing a lot, not one that's you know quoted a lot, but just just kind of off the cuff. And with that. You know, have you have you been reading in the Bible and you read one of these verses that you're not super familiar with and it kind of just stops in your tracks and you're just like, whoa, mm-hmm. that was powerful. And you learn something really, really cool from something that is maybe a little bit more obscure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh so it's like kinda like, you know, we can think about the the Bible verses that are put on like, you know, various uh signs and things like that that people might, you know, like that that we have a couple of in our home. As for, for me them, that and my area, house, yeah.
1: we will serve the Lord.
0: Yeah, I do feel a little attacked by you referencing that one in particular. No, no wait, just, Is it is it in your house? <laughs> don't, I don't think that it's like it's like on this coaster that we I don't know, it's a whole thing. Um but okay. I've got uh I've got I've got two just in case one uh, felt like it was maybe a little too uh, I don't know, mainstream, I guess we'll say, um, but, but I'm going to, there's this passage from Romans and I, and I was kind of looking through, um, you know, when I read through the Bible app, I just kind of like highlight uh, passages, just like what you were saying, ones that just kind of like stopped me and I'm kind of like, man, I don't want to forget this one. I want to come back and take a look at it. So I was yeah. just kind of reviewing some of my recent highlights and I don't remember why I was reading Romans. It, might have been because of you it might have been because of a conversation we had or, or something you preached on um, i'll take credit there's a good chance of that just just considering um i feel special <laughs> yeah but it's uh, it's romans 8 verses 3 and 4 where it says for god has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do um by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin he condemns sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit and just like the idea about that boy doesn't that just describe human history human inclination human condition like to a t where it's like you know we we had you know god gave these kinds of like guidelines these rules for us to follow and we 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 can't help it we just kind of screwed it up because we're imperfect because we make mistakes all the time we we you know uh adhere to them too rigidly without any love or we're we're too permissible in other ways or whatever and then you know god is like okay all right so you know so stop thinking about it in these terms you've got it all wrong now and and just this idea about what um what what Jesus does for us and and just the presence of grace um, what what an impact that makes cuz otherwise we can't do it you know mm. which is something that you know I've known certainly for for many years but just reading in those terms the idea of the law weakened by the flesh you know maybe there is a Universe or something like that where the law is perfect and it does everything because we're able to follow it perfectly, but but it's not this universe, you know, yeah. like the, it's just impossible because of sin and because of our fallen nature. Um, but that's okay because God has a way through that too. So that that phrasing really just stopped me in my tracks there. In my yeah, no, that's cool. What about you? There is
1: a story in scripture, first, first or second Samuel, I don't know which one. I usually I usually read them back to back when I read them. So the separation is hard to figure out, but it's okay. I will say this before before I dive into that piece of it. I think that it's really, really powerful to make a habit of reading the word of God because. There's so many details or things that you see that you're like, that's. I don't remember that. And I think that if you're like me and you grew up in the church, you hear all these stories and VBSs and all these different kinds of things that you do, but you don't really hear the whole story and you don't hear the details. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's the little details that can really bring a powerful message to you. Cause you're like, I mean, even this is not necessarily powerful, but I just remember when I was reading Exodus for the first time and it was talking about the fact that the the presence of God led the Israelites out of Egypt and during the day it was a basically he was a cloud. Yeah. And at night to guide them, it was a pillar of fire. Yes. And that they crossed the sea at night. And there's just like there's just so many details you read when you read some of the stories And you read it for yourself that you're like, oh, you you just get the, you get the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So in Samuel really tells mainly the story of David, David becoming king and his, his journey and his life. And so we know most of us, we've, we've heard the story of David and Goliath. Well, later on. You know David is anointed to become king, but he's not king yet. Saul is still king, and Saul is crazy. And I think he eventually figures out that David's going to replace him, and so he gets he gets upset and he wants he wants to kill David. He makes multiple attempts on David's life, and David, man, I I love him because like even with all that, he he still's got great love and respect for for Saul, mm-hmm. but one point he's just on the run and he didn't have time to grab weapons. He didn't have time to grab an extra thing of clothes. He's just on the run. And I'm reading through this story and it, it talks about him stopping at this temple where this priest is. And he goes to the priest and is basically like, Hey, do you have any swords here? Because I'm on the run from Saul. And if Somebody from his crew attacks me. I got no way to defend myself. And the priest is like, oh, yeah. Goliath's sword is here. Yeah. And I'm like, what are the chances, man?
0: Really? That's cool.
1: And I read that verse and I just, I stopped, it just stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, like, this is not, this is not coincidence. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it's just hard for me to believe that that the sword of his former victory, yeah, is here at this temple. That he's on the run, and he needed a sword. Yeah, and he wasn't old enough to wield it then, but he is now.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: And I was just thinking about like the chaosness of knowing that. The king is after you. Like, what do you what do you do about that? I mean, you put yourself in ancient times when the king's after you and he wants you dead. Yeah, right. Most of the right. time, you don't make it. And so, I'm sure he's stressed. I'm sure that he there, there's hopelessness. I, I'm sure that he's wrestling with all that. But then you come in contact with the weapon of your former victory. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this weapon is not just a way for him to defend himself, but it is a it is a monument yes. to how God helped him. Slay a giant.
0: Yep, 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 yep. And
1: so now he's facing a new giant, a different giant, in his in his situation, and he's holding. and And I just, I just wondered, like, when he first held that sword, like, if it just changed his disposition. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about that for myself, and and how every time we reach a new situation that stresses us out, a new storm that creates chaos or havoc in our life we get so consumed with everything that's going on around us that sometimes we forget the monuments of what God has done in the past yes. yeah. the storms that God has brought us through and I think clinging to those things it, it, it just was like here here's this kind of obscure story but holy cow like the the truth wrapped up in it and just yes. how much God watches over and protects us and and watches over us and make sure that we have what we need to keep moving forward and to remind us that he was there. Mm-hmm. He is there and he will be there.
0: It's an incredible story. And and to your point, it is, it is one that I was not familiar with until you had shared it with me. Um, yeah. uh, one time, uh, you know, when, when you kind of oh, first came it. here and then, yeah, <laughs> preached on it. Uh, you know, uh, Kind of in that 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 time frame too, and I I similarly just so struck by the idea, um, you know, how could he not think back to that time where, by all accounts, mm. he should have died, right? Yeah. There's no way that he yeah. should have been able to beat Goliath, you know, for, by by all comparison of physical attributes or whatever, by by the fact that he only has this small sling and all of these things. But but if God can save him and make him a victor in that, then surely he can protect him in this time frame too and and you're right just yeah. all those similar situations in our own lives where it's like okay yes you got me through this god and and we find some memento of that some reminder whether it be a note that we we saved or or some sort of piece of clothing or or, or just some sort of knickknack or anything like that yeah. i write a lot of like uh intentional uh notes and i save them in a in a um uh, uh, folder in my, in my email um, drive just so that I can have that kind of stuff to remember how I was feeling in a given yeah. time. And th- and that's, that's so useful for me in that same way. That's, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah.
1: I, th- I think journaling is, is huge for a lot of people. Like I, what we talked about this yesterday as we were prepping, but <laughs> I write stuff down, but I, I just never <laughs> go back and actually read it.
0: An incredible notes app that you have of just scattered thoughts, yes.
1: But even, you know, it's funny, I got got this, I guess, basket of appreciation letters from some of the students that I was working with. And it was really funny that I had put them all on a poster board and hung it up in my office so that I could read it on hard days and remember that I have made a difference. And it was really funny. I was reading one of them and uh, this kid, Scott Toth. What a goofball, man! Uh-huh. He just wrote, "You've, you've, you touch people in more ways than you realize," mm, and wow. I was like, "Scott was definitely trying to be awkward." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that as a youth pastor, I've <laughs> touched many you lives. Touched and, and t- yeah, I've touched many people. It's like. Thanks for making that awkward. In more scandal. ways than you realize. Yeah, it. Appreciate that.
0: I was like, well, I hope this isn't going to be used against me, and you know, yeah. for a criminal case in <laughs> yeah. uh, twenty years or here's, something like here's that. Here's evidence. <laughs> but yeah,
1: it's on Facebook, so I'm, as far as that goes, I'm in trouble.
0: <laughs> oh man, right. that's so good.
1: Well, all right, ma'am. I think it's time for us to go.
0: Yes. Yes. Do you have any final thoughts?
1: I guess we do final thoughts, don't we? Yeah. I actually do have a final thought. I have one. Yes. <laughs> well, so I'm that, feeling. I'm feeling that's, good. That's, good. You only need that's the
0: only reason that I reminded you about it. I would have. <laughs> otherwise, I would have just said like, "Yep, it's time to go. We yep. gotta, better sign off."
1: <laughs> there was uh, the the thought process of being more intentional with our rest was really good for me, and, and mm-hmm. I think the the word that I used. Remember when I said that one of these days. I'm going to have a final thought that was from my own thought. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Today's is it. That day? <laughs> wow. I'm so happy for you.
1: But I I use that word troubleshoot, and I think that I think I need to do more of that in my own life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is to try different things. And, and I, I think that sometimes it's so hard when you work a job that takes a lot of creativity. Sometimes you don't want to go home and be creative or you don't want to be creative with your rest. Yeah. And I think that that for me is just like, get creative. Yeah. Try, try new things. Try to figure it out. Um, make, be more intentional. That's cool. You know,
0: cool. I, I think the, that was that can be so exciting. Then. Yeah. And that can build kind of some ex- anticipation for your day of rest too. And make you really, instead of kind of feeling like, you know, whatever. And then who knows, maybe you're like, well, maybe I should get something done or something yeah. like that. And, and to me, even
1: an attempt at rest, even if it, if it doesn't work, gives you clarity, yeah. you know, at, at, at best. And at least, you know, if you don't attempt anything, you're, I mean, it's, you might as well at least try.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because then at least you know. Okay, no, nope, that wasn't a good experience for me. Yeah, that, that will not help <laughs> me in the future. Oh man, my final thought was, uh, you you kind of made two points, and then when I kind of connected them together, I was like, yeah, um, I need to do more of this. So, you, so you made the mention um, about the Sabbath, mm. and so as we were talking about that, I was like, man, God really does have it all figured out. You know, I was like, <laughs> yes, this is what we need. Um, in our lives, He's not just smart like that, not just on a spiritual level, but just on a, you know, on a, on a, you know health style, you know, uh, sorry, lifestyle or, or kind of like, you know, healthy mindset uh, level too. And yeah. then you made the connection too shortly after that about just the idea about going back to the Bible and being really intentional about developing a relationship with the Word. And and it's like, you know, I recognize that as being so important for my spiritual life, but I just sometimes lose track of the fact that, you know, it's all connected. You know, you know a, a healthier relationship with God also kind of seems to open up, you know, healthy Healthy, um, decisions or or you know opportunities or whatever in yeah. every other aspect of my life too and that's just something that you know even though I seem to know it up here, I, I seem to forget it in my actions so frequently. So it's it's just Make a cool thing to to kind of return back to. You're not just reading the Bible because, you know, you, you have to or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I mean, it's good for you. It's really good for you. And not just good for you in the sense of it's like, you know, um, taking medicine or whatever is good for you or eating your vegetables is good for you. It can, I mean, it's like it's the type of stuff where you can just get a lot of joy out of it, too. Um yeah. it's so so just kind of a reminder about that was really compelling to me. That's awesome. And anytime that I'm kind of like what well, what am I going to get out of this? You can get untold things out of yeah. it. Not just what Never seems know. like the most obvious yeah. whatever out of it. So
1: you don't know till you get into it. Yeah. It's like a it's like a treasure. Yeah. It's like this podcast.
0: <laughs> you don't know what you're getting into until you get into it.
1: I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing. Yeah. I feel really good about that analogy. Well, yeah, man. Well, that's all she wrote for us. For real this time. Yeah. So we appreciate what about you. our second final thought? No, I'm oh, just yeah. kidding. I don't got one of those, so we're in trouble. But, all right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We love you. Have a great week, everybody.
0: Peace.